No, I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it raw. Contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Social discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smackin' Raw podcast, episode one sixty four. I am your host, the Warden Matt Ritter, and I am here as always with my co-host, Sir Cussalot Transporter, aka Super Saiyan Two Black Nappa, aka the Dragon King, aka Big T, aka Sweet T, aka T Money, aka Black Merlin, aka the H N I C. Did you hear all that that time, Travis? Was that beautiful? And we have a very special guest host with us today. <laughs> From the Smacked Raw podcast, the next member of the Smacked Raw podcast to join us, arguably the best host on the Smacked Raw podcast, and for today's purposes only, Katie Vick. Uh, Katie, Katie, Bay Bay. What's up? Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, I'm happy too, because I realized how creepy it was when I said, hey, do you want to make your Pornhub debut? (laughs) Um, Realizing that I'm a married man and... You've only ever heard me on uh, unpopular wrestling opinions and wasn't sure if you were familiar with what I meant. Um, glad we got that cleared up. And we're glad to have you here. Um, bet you didn't think that your Pornhub debut would be with a black guy and a white guy. I did not. And I'm even going to let you plug D-Rod on Pornhub. If you want to plug D-Rod on Pornhub, I know plugging D-Rod is your favorite thing to do. We can plug D-Rod on <laughs> No, you don't want to plug D-Rod on Pornhub? Nope, it's not September anymore. I don't legally have to. <laughs> I love that there's a, the idea out there in the ether now that you are you had a legally binding contract through the month of September to plug D Rod. <laughs> he paid twenty five bucks. I had to. Wow, that's cheap, man. That's all it costs. I'm not in charge of it. Leave me out of it. I don't know. All right. So as always, we kick off our show with a statement. Before you go there, though, before you go there, because 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 we got to talk about some things real quick, because you told me that we had Katie Vick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is not Katie Vick. I saw Katie Vick. Sure. Oh, I saw Katie Vick. I saw a casket and Triple H dresses Kane climbing into a casket. But I didn't really see what was in the casket, Travis. I'm just telling you, it's October. It's Halloween. I went to a graveyard. I saw a tombstone. It said Katie Vick. I dug about six feet down, opened up the casket, said a few words. This beautiful young lady popped out and said she wanted to come join the podcast. Was also very disturbed that Kane was uh, mayor. <laughs> Asked for a lawyer. That's what happened. See, the problem with that is... This sounds like it's the same K that was left on a podcast for, for hours and hours on end that we found out about back in the month of September. So posthumously doing podcasts from the grave. <laughs> Is that what was happening? And now we have her in the flesh. I'm Pornhub. 
we'll go with that. Whatever. Fine. So now I'm can I talk do. about? Can I mean, I, I guess about, I guess I'll allow this to continue, but can we talk about I feel like you lied to me. All right. Black Lives Matter and oh, one hundred percent Black Lives Matter, but you're still a liar. Okay. You want to? I I denounce white supremacy, Travis. You denounce white supremacy. One hundred percent denounce okay. white supremacy. That was super easy. All right. It is so so easy. Here on the Smack and Raw podcast, we kick off every episode talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we support it. We want you guys to support it. So we want you guys to please go out and vote, vote, vote. It is voting season. This is actually the first presidential debate that I will be voting in. And I'm doing election. Years old. Or, yeah, election. We had the debate. The debate was awful. <laughs> this is the election. I'll be voting for the very first time. I'm going to vote. I've already requested my write-in ballot because one guy doesn't think that's a good idea. So I want to mail my ballot in uh, just to piss him off. But I will be voting. So. I mean, it, it, it really isn't a great idea. You probably want to do the do it in the drop-off boxes, but, you know. Please go out and vote. Um, if you guys have a chance and you can do so safely, we encourage you guys to protest, petition, donate money um as always at matt ritter there's adam a-t-t-r-i-d-d-e-r my pin tweet is the tweet for the young kings wrestling podcast travis's favorite podcast right now fuck them. and their black lives matter t-shirt all proceeds i had a of shirt, shirt but like fuck them <laughs> all proceeds of the shirt do go to the black lives matter uh organizations that support them. you know what i shouldn't say fuck them fuck tc in particular all right because he left you off his post about oh black disrespectful ass man, he is he is a habitual disrespected motherfucker. All right, he is habitually disrespectful. I mean, we had a great time when I did the post clash of champion show. Like him and I had a blast. That's fine if you're okay. You know, associating with people who are so disrespectful. That's on you. I've been associating with you my entire life, Travis. That's a different kind of disrespect, though. <laughs> All right, Travis, speaking of getting disrespectful, there is a woman who ripped off a neck brace this weekend who's been waiting for her panda gif. There is nothing disrespectful about this, sir. So while you do that, I think there's a <clears throat> very appropriate song to play for tonight. You always want a deal. Oh, that doesn't help. Why has there got to be an ad? Because you didn't set it up beforehand? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> also, I should already have the song on my phone. I shouldn't have to go to YouTube, but you know. All right, here we go. Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't running game. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. If you I use this one, I don't remember if I used this one or not. Oh, well. I'm not going to check. I was just wondering if I did. It was more me thinking out loud than actually asking you, sir. <laughs> All right. And we have, no, I don't think you've used that one. It is a panda laying on his back, uh, licking at his nose. Kind of like my dog does when there's peanut butter on it. Actually, that's exactly what my baby looks like when she's hungry, because I hold her that way. And she just sticks her tongue out. And she's like, oh, nah, nah, oh, nah, nah. all the time. Everyone good? Happy? Yeah. Good song? Good gif? All right. News. So you, um, you, we might have a problem, though, because, you know, 
you you've awakened the beehive now, so you might get in, you know, YouTube will definitely hit us for that one. But it's oh, cool. absolutely, that's cool. Um, first and foremost, news and rumors next week, I believe, is the draft. It's next week. Okay, mm-hmm. it's next week. Starting Starts on, on SmackDown, SmackDown, finishes on Monday Night Raw. Um, you guys know how I fucking feel about this. You got. We had it tonight, and it pisses me off so bad. Yo. There's no goddamn brand separation. Here's the thing. What was so good about it tonight, because I'm like, oh, Matt's pissed, because they brought up the whole, uh, what's the, uh, what, what do they call it? The uh, brand invitational, is that what they call it? Yeah, brand to brand invitational. The one that's supposed to happen like once every quarter, but just happened like three weeks ago. <laughs> and they're going to do it again next week, because they announced next week KO versus the field. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, man. I don't even know why yeah. they bothered to say it happened once every quarter. Why, like, why do they, they bother having fucking separate brands? What is the point of saying brands are going to be separate? So they can have multiple championships? This is the one time in my life I am all for separate but equal. This is it. Fucking sick of this shit. But anyway, I just pray to God that next week it's not the Fox and USA War Room shit that we got last year. Yeah, that was, that was fucking awful. That was awful. That was terrible. Um, do you guys have any picks? Anyone you want to see go from SmackDown to Raw, Raw to SmackDown, or to NXT? Because apparently NXT will be included <laughs> in this draft, which is why I'm really hoping there's no war rooms. Hmm. Not that I can really think of right now. Probably there was something I was thinking a few weeks ago, and now I can't remember. Fuck. Oh, well, doesn't matter that much anyway. If I forgot that quickly, must not have been important. I'm hoping Jeff Hardy goes to NXT. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, he could, you know, work around the North American title. They love ladder matches down there. I'd only have to see him once a week for, you know, wh- whatever segment. He's not on a main show. And eventually we can just forget about him and he can put over younger talent. Wow. Jeff Hardy. I mean, if you want to get rid of him so nobody really sees him, you can send him to AEW. Or impact. That you too. see, she's got the shirt on. I know. That's exactly oh, why I said it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes, that was on purpose. I don't know why you wore that shirt coming on here because Travis is the <laughs> biggest AEW hater. And I sent you that text message thread. So you knew in oh. that text message thread it said. I did. No. <clears throat> Listen, I'll rep it until I die. I don't give a shit. Uh, also, apparently, uh, the tattoo artist that did randy orton's tattoos oh travis loves this so much is suing wwe 2k because they use the tattoos without permission this happens a lot this happens in video games all the fucking time it's why there's such shitty tattoo selections for like it happened in um it happened with madden a couple years ago with kaepernick's tattoos like it happens all the time and it's just like yo if y'all are going to these tattoo artists, like you all know, you're going to be on TV, you're going to be in video games, all this kind of shit. This is going to be a problem. Have them sign a fucking release when you get tattoos, man. Like, what is wrong with y'all? He got those tattoos after he started. So yeah, he, he knew. And it's just, uh, especially if you're getting original designs, not something that's just on a wall, you know, that everybody's got. So your suggestion was have them sign a waiver after the tattoo's done, releasing the rights of the tattoo to WWE to use in the game. Releasing the rights to, to Randy Orton. Or, or whoever got Randy the Orton. whoever gets the tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, speaking of releasing rights, the big news that hit Twitter over the last couple of days is apparently in four weeks, WWE will be taking over Superstars Twitch channels and uh, they will be receiving a portion of the money generated on those Twitch streams. You know, for a while, I was defending them on this because my thing is, if they're going on Twitch and Cameo and using the fact that, like, you know, like Big E was doing, you know, or, you know, Roman Reigns was, Sasha, all that, were going on Cameo and stuff, like, you know, selling their messages as WWE superstar Roman Reigns or WWE superstar Big E or WWE big superstar Sasha Banks. If you're using that to, to sell this, WWE owns that owns those rights to that name, to that character. So if you're using that to do so, yeah, you gotta you can't do that. You gotta pay up. Now, before it was they're like, yo, you can do the Twitch thing and all that. You just can't use you know your names from here. You can use your real names. You know, you just can't do that. But now it's like. I, I, I'm not with this. I'm not with this. I agree. It's fucked up. I, yeah. I, I don't like this. I understand it because it is exactly what Travis said. These people are using their WWE-owned names to run Twitch channels and generating a profit off of the fame that they have received from WWE. And WWE says, okay, well, we made you famous. We want a cut of the money that you're making from us making you famous because you wouldn't be generating this money if we hadn't made you famous, but also yeah. let them have their shit. Like, yeah, if, I, I can understand if they were still, you know, using their WWE name, but like, say like, you know, Zelina Vega, her Twitch channel, she did it as Thea Trinidad, you know, let her have it. Let her have it. Can't touch it. Yeah. Um, leave it alone. My thing is, like, Roman Reigns, I don't know how much money he's generating charging $500 a pop for a cameo. Um, probably more now that he took his shirt off. It's working a little more like an OnlyFans. And he has uh, to do all yeah. his cameos with shirtless now? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Biggest heel move of the night was him putting a T-shirt on. Like, that was fucking It up. is. It is. It was wrong. Unjust. Katie, you got any thoughts on uh, this whole Twitch debacle? Um, it's fucking stupid especially for the people who have been using their real names or nothing associated with their WWE names. Like, no, you don't, you don't deserve the fucking rights of that. No. And it's just Vince taking away another way that they can connect with fans. So fuck that and fuck Vince, but. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Where do you want to start, Katie? You want to start on raw NXT, AEW, or SmackDown? Uh, let's start with Raw. Start with Monday Night Raw. So you just want me bitching right off the bat. All right. <laughs> so uh, all of the killed legends rose from the grave at Clash of Champions and joined Drew McIntyre for a very touching moment in the ring. Oh, except one. Who was? Oh, well, Edge is actually hurt. Yeah. And he didn't show up at Clash, so. Um, Randy says he's going to get another shot. He's only here to remind everyone that there's a price to be paid for their actions. Then Drew issues an open challenge for later in the night. Um, it was fine. It was cool. Whatever. Um, I'm actually starting to – I'm not going to jump on the D-Rod train of Drew should only be a mid-card champion, but I will say 
I'm about ready for Drew to drop this title and start chasing it again. Yeah, he's an Alabama fan, so, you know. Interesting uh, here. He's also from Alabama, and everyone in Alabama is related. We discussed that. Yeah, we did. We did. So, yeah, him and his cousin Conrad need to chill. Talk to Conrad. Have Conrad talk to Bruce. Get that title off uh, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Then we have a rematch from Clash of Champions. Is Alina versus Asuka. Zelina loses here. I actually am really happy that they took the Zelina Asuka match, put it on the main show. Um, I don't know really where we're going with Asuka as champion. She kind of seems, at least until the draft, in a state of kind of flux because Zelina really wasn't built up. But the matches have been good. Zelina's talented. I'm glad we get to see the side of her. She was great as a manager. Now we get to see her wrestle, which is fantastic. Um, but we really need to build something up with Asuka because she's just beating people now. And it's not like when it was NXT and she was undefeated and every person she beat added to her streak. Now it's just she has no competition on Raw, which is weird because Raw has a stacked women's roster. It was fine. Like you said, I was just – I mean <laughs> – the whole Oscars champ right now was just like, are we going to do something with this or are we just going to – no? No? Okay. There's nothing interesting about Oscars champ right now at all. I agree, and that's what I'm saying. We need to build something. Uh, did you see Andrade come out for his match? Did you see the Andrade match? I did see Andrade. Okay, so Andrade comes out as Zelina is leaving from her loss. And basically tells Zelina, you're nothing without me, which is funny because Andrade was nothing without Zelina when all this started. Like, Zelina is why Andrade became NXT champion, moved to the main roster, all of this good shit. And now it's like, yep, you're nothing without me. You're just a loser in the women's division. And then he loses to Keith Lee. Yeah, but everybody loses to Keith Lee. That's not true. Drew has not lost to Keith Lee. He hasn't beat him either. That's true, but he hasn't lost. All in due time, sir. All in due time. God, I hope so. I really do. Um, Did you see the R-Truth stuff? No. It's getting old. Uh, Did you see Seth Rollins? Yes. Backstage? Yes. So he wants to celebrate his victory. um, Or not victory, but he wanted to celebrate, you know, his dealings with the Mysterio family and the dissension he caused. He got Murphy a suit to come out and celebrate. Uh, Murphy doesn't really look happy about this whole situation. Seth's acting shady. He starts messing around with the phone. Then later on in the night, when Seth comes out. By the way, that's Murphy's fault. Why you leave your phone? Well, we're going to, we got some things to talk about with that because first off, why don't you have a lock on your phone? Another one. I was going to say that. We've got King's Court with the Mysterios. Dominic says he's going to finally end Seth Rollins. He's sick of the shit. Aaliyah says there's nothing going on with her and Buddy. And then Seth is like, no, actually, there is maybe a little more than what you think is going on. And puts some DMs up on the screen uh, where they're talking. And Buddy's like, hey, anytime you want to talk, just let me know. She goes, I might take you up on that. Uh, she then starts pleading with her family saying, buddy's not like Seth. Um, I feel like every girl that dates a bad boy does this. He's not like Seth, even though you just saw him like a month ago 
tag teaming your brother with some kendo sticks in the ring, just beating the fuck out of him, you know? Well, I'm that didn't happen, huh? Fan. I'm a hmm? big horror movie fan. I love the Halloween franchise. And in the latest Halloween movie, uh, Laurie Strode's daughter or granddaughter is dating a boy who her parents knew their parents. And the dad's like, oh, yeah, I, I know his dad. You know, he was he, he wasn't the best guy. And he goes, oh, she's not. He's nothing like his dad. He's nothing like his parents. Blah, blah, blah. Then they're at a dance and he's making out with another girl and throws her phone in a punch bowl. So, like, yeah, no, he is. Yeah, they always yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. But this is but this is different. Like he literally showed you he was like Seth because like he was just he was just beating the fuck out of your brother. Like it's just like come on now. Um, Buddy isn't happy with Seth for exposing his DMs. He should be mad at himself, as we said, for not locking his fucking phone, because the fuck. Um Dominic then shows up and starts beating the shit out of Buddy, and Aaliyah's like, hey, stop, chill, relax, don't do that. Um, and then we also got a match. It's Murphy versus Dominic. Uh, Murphy gets the win here because Aaliyah stops Dominic from getting the kendo stick and beating the shit out of uh, Murphy and then slaps her brother for calling her naive. You okay, Travis? This is all so dumb. <laughs> I hate this so much. And this whole Monday Night Messiah thing looks so promising when it started. Maybe it it's not. Maybe it's not for you. Maybe it, maybe it's for the inner nineteen-year-old girl and everyone who <laughs> has felt their parents, you know, not trust them, not think that they're old enough to make their own decisions, and so on and so forth. And maybe you just don't have that inner nineteen-year-old girl inside you, Travis. Then do it better. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, this is so stupid. This is like a made-for-TV movie that came on, like... Lifetime? In, on Lifetime in, like, 95. <laughs> Are you feeling this, Katie, at all? I don't know. I mean, we've talked... Me and Kyle have talked about it. I didn't think they would go, like, the love angle, which is kind of what they're pushing. I have no issue with it. Aaliyah's 19. She's grown. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's beautiful. Like... She can do whatever she wants. I mean, it creeps me out just because older men are creepy regardless. Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with it. If they play it right, it can lead to, like, Murphy breaking away from Seth and Seth kind of being a messiah by himself with no disciples. If it leads to that, awesome. I'm about well, it. The disciple thing is fucked because the AOP got fired. Austin, sure. Austin Theory got accused of doing some shit that's basically what people are trying to portray the Murphy Aaliyah angle to be and got his ass sent back down to NXT. Mm -hmm. uh, so people hopefully forget about it is I, I'm guessing what they're doing. And then uh, all he's got left is Murphy. And mm -hmm. I'm down for a Seth Rollins buddy Murphy match. Like just in ring wise, that's going to be great. Um, should be entertaining as hell. Um, those guys can go, but I'm kind of with travis the story they're trying to give this dramatic telenovela story and it's just it's not hitting for me i'm trying i want to i'm making excuses to try and make it better and i'm not winning myself over <laughs> like i said if it leads to murphy versus seth i'll suffer for a few more weeks but do the ends really justify the means do they do they i mean no but I mean, 
if it's a soap opera, it's a soap opera. Like they've done this shit before. To some I didn't extent, like it then so. either. <laughs> I'm not saying you had to like it then. I don't like it, but we're gonna we're just gonna suffer. I'll also say anyone that's uncomfortable with the storyline, I'm never going to tell you you shouldn't be uncomfortable with something. We don't want to tell you you should be okay with this. We're just saying that from our point of view, a 19-year-old and a 33-year-old, both are legal adults. Yeah, We personally don't have an issue with it because that's the way we look at it. As per American law and everything that goes on here, it is a legal consensual relationship. If she was 16, this would be a completely different story. That it's also something we wouldn't see outside the 90s, maybe early 2000s. Um, but if you guys aren't comfortable with it, I, I completely understand you're not comfortable with it. And also, don't go online and try and get it canceled because you're not comfortable with it. Just like let the people that enjoy it enjoy it and change the channel. Wherever they Come may back. be. Yeah, if anyone actually enjoys this. Uh, Travis, <laughs> did you get to see Lana and Natty? <laughs> nope. Oh, that's the part I want to bitch about. Uh, did you see Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black? Yes. That's the other part I want to bitch about. They changed my fucking theme music, Travis. I don't know what to tell you, bro, because I didn't see the entrances. So, Root of All <laughs> Evil is one of my favorite theme songs right now. It was a fucking banger, and they uh -huh. took it away. There's no coffin entrance. There's no rising up like a vampire candles and smoke no banger of a fucking theme song they're they're just stripping yeah. away everything i love about alistair black and i understand he's a heel and that's what they're supposed to do but like don't ruin my alistair black man don't ruin him and they're they ruining want, him they don't want you cheering for him fucking bullshit um yeah you got new music uh black ends up getting cheated by the ref who so alistair black is attacking Kevin Owens in the ropes. The ref, for whatever reason, gets in the strike zone, catches an elbow to the gut, and then disqualifies Aleister Black. Now, I could see them doing this to Kevin Owens because he's the babyface, and this is something that would build sympathy for the babyface. I don't understand taking away everything redeemable about Aleister Black and then also having him lose a match like this as making sense. They gave me very little this whole show, so it's not – this was par for the course for me. <laughs> and not only did I feel bad for Aleister Black for getting disqualified, but then he got hit with a fucking stutter from that brand-jumping bitch, Kevin Owens. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are laughing. This is, this is serious business here. This is wrestling. You and this, your problem with, with, the, with the brand split or lack thereof in your, in your mind is just, you know – in Always my mind, funny. There's no in my mind, Travis. There is a lack thereof. Wait till we get to not good enough for Hulu. Wait till I tell you what the fuck happened that you didn't see with okay. Lana and fucking Natalia and this trade bullshit two weeks before the draft. Anyway, yeah, I'm just. She I want to trade it for draft picks, Matt. You'll see. <laughs> you don't even know, Travis. So I, I wanted better for Kevin Owens and Aleister Black. Their matches should have been fire. I thought this was going to be a better feud than it's been so far. I don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're sending KO over to SmackDown so he can be changed by The Fiend and then come back and team with Aleister Black because they've got no fucking tag teams on Raw anymore. They I don't. don't. They killed them all. Uh, did you see Ali backstage making mistakes? 
Yeah. So he walked in the wrong locker room, which I don't understand because it clearly said hurt business on yeah. the door. Yeah, so that's why he deserved to get his ass kicked. I can't, like, I love Ali. He's from Chicago. He is a hometown boy, but I cannot, like, it said hurt business on the door. Like, like what I, the fuck were you I made doing a mistake. I didn't mean to like that you couldn't read the door. Yeah, you didn't make a mistake. You went in their locker room on purpose. You're provoking shit, and then you got jumped. Um, her business isn't happy. Um, and then Apollo and Ricochet let us know that they're not done with the hurt business. So all of the high hopes that I had for the fact that Bobby Lashley crushing Apollo Cruz and what ending ended? this U.S. T- huh? So yeah, it would end it. <laughs> yeah, thought it was done. I thought we were gonna get to like move the African Americans on Raw around so they could feud with other people and they weren't all in one segment. But no, no, we're all still here. Can't just like integrate them into the rest of the show. Yeah, that would that would make Let too much sense, man. Yeah. Regular people. No, no, no. And this is the thing, man. Keep like them, keep the herbins, like I should love the herbins. And I and and you know, in concept, I do. I just don't like what they're doing with them right now. Well, the stuff with retribution was great, and something I didn't talk about that I should have is apparently Retribution wasn't on Smat or wasn't on Raw this week, um, as well as some other talent because there was a possible COVID scare. There's talk that you know they're is that where Cedric was. People are quarantining, uh, but yeah, because of a COVID outbreak. Um, Retribution, Cedric, some other people all being a part of that. So uh, that also kind of put a damper on things. But hey, good for Mustafa Ali because people get COVID and he gets back on TV. They yanked him out of catering and said, hey, we got a spot for you now. Because, I mean, you know. Shit got fucked up. He got hurt. Kofi got an opportunity. Somebody else gets COVID. He gets on the show. You know, it's just. Did you see their match? Yeah. Where is that? On Raw. Her business lose to Apollo and Ricochet and Ali in a six-man tag. Yeah, no, it was on Raw. I had to find it in my notes, Travis. I want to try and keep everything together. I don't want to go like, let's talk about the Hurt Business and then six other things and then back to the Hurt Business. Like, we're on Hurt Business? Let's talk about the Hurt Business. I can't say it enough. It's a dumbass fucking name. Fucking hate it. Do better. Uh, did you, you didn't see our truth at all, right? No. Uh, did you see Dolph Ziggler? Talking um, to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. de facto GM Adam Pierce. Yeah, yeah. So, Katie, how do you feel about uh, the man in charge of Raw and SmackDown, Adam Pierce, just randomly becoming the boss? Like, why? And if he's just there, he doesn't have a title. Just make him the GM at this point. Like, he's he's just an authority figure. Just make him something. Or I don't know. I like him, I guess, but him just popping up randomly is kind of just pissing me off at this point. I would put Adam Pierce in charge of Raw for the draft and then that goofy ginger dude over on SmackDown that Nia Jax beat up. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. Let him. him run SmackDown. That's what I do. Because those are the only two like authority figures that we've seen yeah, outside so. of NXT who still has a GM because it makes sense yeah. Mm-hmm. to have a general manager <laughs> of a show. They have somebody that's in charge around there. Somebody makes the matches. You know, instead of like Baron Corbin or whoever just coming out and deciding they're going to book the show for the night. Yeah. Put themselves in spots and not even title spots, just like random matches, because that's what I do. If I had power, I'd just be like, no, you know what? Fuck the fuck the main event. I want to be on in the middle of the show against somebody that doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to come in and I'm going to face Shorty G. 
because that's uh, going to help my career so much. Did you see the legends backstage playing poker? I did see the legends playing poker. Did you see Bianca Belair's promo? Negative. Did you see the main event? Yes. Rude. Okay. So this whole thing with Dolph talking to Adam Pierce was, hey, I know someone that could be in that open challenge spot. Then we see the old men playing poker, which is important for the end of the show because they're all hanging out, betting money. Ric Flair's winning because that's what Ric Flair does. Um, Bobby Roode makes his return to Monday Night Raw with a glorious entrance to lose to Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. This is Dolph Ziggler's pick of the guy to fight Drew McIntyre in this open challenge, which almost makes it 100% confirmed that he's not going to be the guy on NXT to return. And now we're thinking it might be a woman, but we'll get to that when we get to NXT. Um, at the very end, though, uh, Randy Orton apparently <laughs> raided a SWAT team van. Uh, he's got night vision goggles and shit, turns the lights off, and then goes in a room with his night vision goggles and beats the shit out of a bunch of old retired guys with a chair. Because he needed to turn the lights off to surprise them with that chair, even though they have a combined age of 742. I did the math. That's a fact. I mean, he had him. He had him in there. It was technically four on one, so he had to cut the light so they couldn't see. But he could because he had his night vision goggles. Listen, Ric Flair's died almost as many times as he's been champion. Almost, almost. Shawn Michaels needed 15 minutes to climb up on top of an ambulance and clash champions because his legs are all fucked because he's old. Christian is only cleared enough to jump someone in catering for about three minutes, and then he's got to go. And the big show is the big show. The world's I don't largest have anything athlete, funny man. to say right here. So the big show is the big show. He's the, he's the world's really largest athlete, man. Like, you, you need an advantage there. Like, you can't really, you know. I mean, he, he, he was so entertaining they canceled the show on Netflix. Like, Did so they officially cancel it? They officially canceled the show on Netflix. I'm so happy for that. It's gone. <laughs> and Randy Orton needed. It was so bad. Like, it's just. The advantage of a chair. And darkness to take these four men out. After they whooped his ass on Sunday. Left him laying, though. Were you guys excited about Bobby Roode returning to lose? Not really. Did you pop? No. No, because I knew as soon as Dolph started talking to him, I was like, well, it's obviously going to be Bobby Roode. And then I got mad because I was like, fuck, I really wanted it to be Bobby Roode for NXT. So. so they actually do something with him. So the rumors are that James Storm was supposed to sign with WWE and they were supposed to reform beer money. And Bobby Roode and James Storm were supposed to have a run as a tag team in beer money, possibly down on NXT, who also has a depleted tag team. Actually, WWE as a whole just has depleted tag team rosters. It's really ridiculous. They have nobody on any shows. Yeah, because they released everybody. And then they split up the New Day and the Usos to be single stars. Well, Kofi and Xavier got hurt. So. About to say, and yeah. Jimmy's hurt. Yeah, yeah. You saw him at you saw him at Clash of Champions. He's on yeah, one he leg. Limp, he was limping down to the ring. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't hurt enough not to get in between Roman Reigns and fucking Jay and be a human shield. He was good enough for that. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't have to walk through that. <laughs> I'm just saying. That doesn't um, mean he can wrestle, bro. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Jimmy in the match? Do we even know that Jimmy didn't wrestle that match and that wasn't Jay Hoblin down? We don't know who's who. Stop which, it. Which, which one are you? Which, yeah. <laughs> which one are you? 
you heard Jay. Nobody knows which one's which. They could have so done fun. twin magic and we wouldn't have known. They're not the Bella twins. Get out of here. I'm just saying. Jimmy went down. That's why he lost because he was hurt. Stop. All right. Not good enough for Hulu. Monday Night Raw edition. I'll save the best for last. We had R Truth playing chess with little Jimmy backstage. Uh, he receives a note that has a box along with it from a ninja. <sighs> It's got a black belt inside. Akira Tozawa is not dead. He was not eaten by a shark. He is alive. He rolls up our truth. Uh, gets the pin. And then the ninja reveals himself to be Drew Gulak, who should be on SmackDown and not on Monday Night Fucking Raw. Because if you want to be WWE 24-7 champion and you are on SmackDown, you go to a pay-per-view where both shows are, and then you beat our truth there, and then you take your belt back to SmackDown. That's how you do that. You don't show up on a show via what brand? Was this a brand to brand invitational? Is that how he got there? No, he was just going after the twenty four seven title because it's defended twenty four seven. Yeah, but on Raw by Raw superstars. Yeah, he was just. It's not specific to Raw. Anyway, uh, he can R- get him anywhere. Our truth. That's when he knew back. where our truth was. You know, he's now a forty-one time champion and has officially held more championships than anyone in WWE history. Thanks to fucking Jesus. legend and a national treasure. And shout out to uh, TC and Young Kings Wrestling because our truth will be on their very next episode, uh, their spotlight episode of the King's Throne, uh, inducting our truth into the Young Kings Wrestling Hall of Fame. I forgot what I was. Um, what was I watching? Porn. No, I wasn't watching. No, I was listening to the New Day's podcast. Forgot who was on. I think it was Sami Zayn they had on this week. And they would talk about our truth And they're like, yo, our truth has been wrestling for 100 years. He's been like, he was in the first ever wrestling match. And he, he looked exactly the same. He's a, he's <laughs> yeah. a fucking vampire. Like, he really is. Oh, man. And it's just like, ah. Uh, and, you know, he's doing this now. But, you know, a lot of people don't, like, give our truth the respect he deserves. You know, yeah, he's 41-time, you know, 24-7 champ. But they forget, man. This dude's a former U.S. champ. He's a former tag champ. He's a former hardcore champ. He was first, former, first ever African-American NWA champion. Like, this man got credits. All right, like, and the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast are going to put all those credits out there for everyone when they induct him into their Hall of Fame. Um, then we had a triple threat match for the 24-7 title because that was a thing, and Truth won that because not only do we have to have 24-7 stuff backstage and make it dumb and not fun like it used to be, but then we have to have an actual match inside the ring. And I, I'm going to give them a little credit because I also believe all of Raw Underground got canceled because of the COVID shit. Uh, Shane, I don't know if he got it, uh, or the bouncer at the door got it, so they couldn't like let people in because there was no one to like. I don't know what happened, but all of Raw Underground got canceled this week because of COVID, or maybe it got canceled because it's dumb. It, I mean, now that they got rid of the dancing girls, yeah, I can agree with you. They're strippers. It, it was, okay, it, it was no, 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 no. They didn't take any clothes off. They are not strippers. Katie, as someone who, oh, I think she, oh no. Okay, go. I'm good. I'm good. As someone who has spent a lot of his 20s at strip clubs and paid for a lot of girls' college educations, I know the difference between a stripper and a go-go dancer. They were go-go dancers. And shout out to the deadass girls who had Faye Jackson on their recent podcast. They got Faye. 
Travis, I know you're going to want to listen to that. I already did. I already did, sir. Wants to be a dancer on Raw Underground. Female wrestler who wants to come and twerk on Raw Underground and get noticed by Shane McMahon. It's all Faye wants to do. So if there are women out there that want to twerk on Raw Underground, I say let those women twerk. I already talked to Jizzy. I'm like, yo, introductions are in order, like yesterday. (laughs) Uh, We also had a Bianca Belair promo segment. So last week she was in a gym working out because she's the strongest. This week she's beating a bunch of white people in running contests because she's the fastest. Um, She eliminated one person after (laughs) the first race. I didn't know that was actually on Raw. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. Well, saw it on Instagram first, and then I'm like, oh, the four ones on YouTube. Okay, anyway, go ahead. The second person they gave, you know, a head start. She still beat them. And then the third person, she jumped hurdles and still won because she is the EST of WWE, fastest, strongest. So I'm, uh, next week, toughest? Maybe. Going to bring back Brawl for All so they can, you know. <laughs> we did have a female Brawl for All tournament over on the Smack and Raw Facebook page and on Twitter. That was fun. Um, and then last but not least, Travis, the thing that I want to bitch about from Monday Night Raw so Lana and Natalia come out and say that because Nia and Shayna couldn't be there, just like they weren't a clash of champions, they want them stripped of their titles. I'm assuming this is also might be COVID related. Um, Adam, Notice how a clash of champions, they changed the rhetoric. It went from every title must be, can, must be defended to every match is a title match. Yeah. Because <laughs> they lost their women's tag team champions. Like, um, Mr. Pierce comes out and says, if you guys want to fight the champions, you guys have to earn it. So I'm going to give you a chance and put some up against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, the newest members of the Raw roster, because not only did Mandy Rose get traded to Monday Night Raw three weeks, four weeks before a fucking draft, they traded Dana Brooke from SmackDown too, without even fucking telling us. Bro, SmackDown got draft picks on draft picks on (laughs) draft picks, man. I, I want I like all the of SmackDown. Celtics, man, just collecting them bitches. I'm telling you right now, to make me happy, all of SmackDown just needs to be SmackDown cashing in their draft picks. Yeah. yeah. Raw doesn't get a draft pick on SmackDown. <laughs> it's just SmackDown cashing in their draft picks for all of the shit that they have promised SmackDown by sending all these wrestlers to Raw. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Not well, good enough for Hulu. Well, the um the the whole Dana Brooke Mandy Rose tag team actually makes sense. It just doesn't make sense for them to be on Raw, like you said. But they're both you know former fitness competitors. They both have that in co- they have that in common, so they can kind of build off of that. And we'll see where it goes. Um, I just <sighs> poor Otis. Anyway, go ahead. Well, <laughs> we're gonna talk about that when we get to SmackDown as well. Not good enough for Hulu, Monday Night Raw edition. We have the Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, drafted to Raw, tag team bullshit, where they win in defeating Lana and Natalia, poor Lana and Natalia, 24-7 shenanigans and match. And Bianca Belair and her promo. And, yeah, that was it. Travis, Monday Night Raw, spit or swallow. You look so excited about this, Katie. I forgot this is the thing. Uh, oh, no, this is the thing. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, this is why yeah. people listen to us. I'm also spitting Monday Night Raw. Katie, are you spitting or swallowing Monday Night Raw? Spit. Spitting Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no, Raw wasn't great this week, and Randy Orton murdering old men didn't save it. 
I mean, he's been uh, doing it for weeks, so it's just like more same shit. You just did it with night vision goggles this time. That somebody on Twitter said that they got from the Modern Warfare uh, package. Like they came with uh, Black Ops or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, where are we going, Katie? SmackDown, NXT, or AEW? Uh, let's go NXT. Really? Cause did you get to watch NXT? Because I, I was in your stream. No, I still haven't watched it. I know I need to. Travis, did you see the opening match, Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Blackheart? I did. She got to see the tank again? I did see the tank again. <laughs> I love it so much. It's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Now it's now it's a permanent picture <laughs> of Hulu. And the fact that Shotzi Blackheart has improved tenfold since debuting in NXT and her in-ring work to where she is now is also probably why it's a, a staple. I will say I will give RN one piece of credit over on the SmackDown podcast. I can do without her yelling welcome to the ball pit. Like we we can get rid of that, but the tank needs to stay RN. <laughs> and Kyle needs to give Katie the power of the mute. So the next time she's doing a podcast with RN and he blasphemes the goddamn tank, she can mute his ass because Kyle Kyle just puts her out there and gives her no power to control the show. Kyle. It's not well, necessarily true. He has to produce because I need a stronger laptop. Don't no, don't don't do that. We don't we, we're not nice to Kyle here. We're not letting him off the hook, all right? No. All right, all right. He could he could still produce and make you the host so that you can mute RN. Because he's disrespectful. <laughs> Talking about my fucking tank. But uh, anyway, Dakota Kai loses to Shotzi Blackheart. There was a spot in here, the uh, the sliced bread, that looked just rough when Shotzi landed on her head doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know the names of these moves. So, yeah. Giant Gonzalez gets involved and Rhea attacks. This caused a distraction for Dakota Kai and allowed Shotzi Blackheart to get the advantage, hit the, uh, I'm guess I don't know what she calls it, but it's the coffin drop. She does a coffin drop. Um, <sighs> no, she got to roll up for the win. She got to roll up for the win. Um, anyway. I don't know, are, man. Are you excited about Rhea versus Jan Gonzalez? It'll be something. Um, I feel like I should like this Dakota Kai and Gonzalez thing more than I do. Like they're trying to give me, give us, you know, that Shawn Michaels diesel thing again. And the thing is, the problem with this is that worked for Shawn Michaels and diesel because Shawn Michaels was always so much smaller than his opponents. That worked for AJ Lee and Tamina because AJ was always so much smaller than her opponents. Dakota Kai is about the same size as everybody she faces. Like, <laughs> It's not really, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. So that, now in NXT, I'm just like, I'm not really feeling this anymore. They're I, not really making Giant Gonzalez. Why do you keep laughing every time I say that? Not her name. Is her last name Gonzalez? Yes. Okay, so it is her name. Fucking Christ. <laughs> They're not making her an opposing force. Like, they've got Rhea attacking not her and beating her up. They don't have her... They did. Originally, she came in. She was destroying people. They've gotten away from that. She's not destroying people and being that imposing force as much anymore because now she's focused with Rhea. Now, I'm interested in this just because I know that uh, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, who was Reina Gonzalez, who used to come out in Chaps, um, and 
Rhea Ripley are friends outside of NXT. Um, they did a lot of stuff early on before Rhea blew up. Um, videos on Instagram and Twitter and shit like that of those two together. So the fact that they're friends, I'm really hoping there's a chemistry there and they put on a good match when they finally do get to it. I also love to see two big women just slug it out. So I'm looking forward to it. Also, I'm glad that somebody that actually is big enough to do a choke slam is doing a choke slam, unlike Tegan Knox. Oh, man. When is she going to like get like cybernetic knees she needs some some bad because this is three years in a row out with a knee injury yeah it's awful fixed one blue one fixed it blue one like fixed it blew both and then she's doing a lot of blowing huh she's blowing a lot on her knees yeah blowing a lot on her knees a lot a lot you look uncomfortable. Are we making you uncomfortable, Katie? Never. Okay. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Oh, it's um, Actually, she's probably... Uh, we're not going to get into that. Um, did you see Swerve and Escobar's interview, Travis? I saw Swerve. Okay, so how did you feel about Swerve cutting a promo, his exchange with Santos Escobar, talking about how he's the only person that's actually pinned Santos Escobar... Um, their title match. No At least they gave me something. No loaded lucha masks. That was so silly. But um, like I said, at least they gave me something. Like, to, like this whole NXT right now is really not hitting for me, and it's just like there's nothing for me to really get excited about right now. Like and I'm I don't just, understand why because you've got Gargano, you've got Ciampa, you've got Finn Balor, you've got. You know, you've got talent down there. So what did we stop doing that we were doing? They're, just, they're not giving me anything. Like, even, like, the what they have now, like, you know, Keith Lee is gone. He's up on Raw. Okay, whatever. But, like, Velveteen Dream is still there. I used to like Velveteen Dream. He's not doing it for me anymore either. Like, Ciampa, you know, he seems cool. Like, I should like him more than I do, but I don't. Gargano, I mean, he's never really hit for me. It's just like there's nothing that is doing it for me. And I'm they just. They better not take away Ciampa's music. They took away Alistair Black's. Do not take away Ciampa's music. Do not do that to me. No, he's next. Fuck you. <laughs> um, all right, Katie. You corrected me in your chat on your stream where I said that 10 4 was not Sunday because I can't do math. We have. Someone coming back this time, the voiceover had a female's voice added to it. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. Who do you think this superstar debuting on Sunday at TakeOver, which is the most interesting part of TakeOver, could be? I don't know. I've, I've been trying to think. I didn't even see this. What's happening? Remember I told you last week about the, like that night vision video game esque promo or uh, video oh, vignette that they did. Boy, that shit. Okay. So this time they did a longer one, very much the same, but the voice in the promo now was a distorted woman's voice and a distorted man's voice, making people think that maybe instead of a guy, everyone was thinking possibly Bobby Roode. Now it's a woman returning. There have been speculation that it's Tessa Blanchard but that wouldn't really be a return because she wasn't down in NXT that I know of. 
I think she was down there for like a minute. Like she wasn't down there very long. I don't remember that. Wait, Tessa, Impact Tessa Blanchard? Yes. yes. Racist Tessa Blanchard. I'm about to say, I thought we didn't fuck with her. We don't. <laughs> Which is why I'm not excited if it's her. Like, it can be anybody else. I, I just can't think of who it could be because they keep saying return, like home or something. And I just can't think of who's been on NXT that it could be. But I do think it is a woman. I just don't know who. Charlotte. I hope not. That would be super disappointing if they brought Charlotte back and sent her down to NXT because she kind of for the course. The, she <laughs> fucked up the women's division in her first run in NXT by taking that title off Rhea Ripley and yep. Don't do that again. <laughs> um, I just can't think of who it could be. Becky well, Lynch. I know it's you're pregnant. Yes, pregnant Becky Lynch. <laughs> it's not gonna be pregnant Becky Lynch. Returns on Sunday. Being that my wife just gave birth, and I know the restrictions while both pregnant and after giving birth, uh, no. Your wife wasn't Becky Lynch while pregnant, though. I can call her down here and have you tell her that. Oh, never, never. Uh huh. This is your wife, sir. You deal with that. <laughs> I didn't marry her. You did. I don't know who it is. I do know that I was talking with Colby uh, from Wrestling News World, and he was saying rumors are that it's Tessa. And there are some pictures out there where Tessa's chilling with Sasha Banks and Kalisto and some other people at what looks to be the Performance Center. And that's where a lot of these rumors are coming from, that it could be Tessa. So we will see. We will see. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, if they do bring her down, I mean, they sent Velveteen Dream, who had accusations, and Austin Deere, like, they're just kind of making NXT the island of misfit toys. All the people with problems, they just send down to NXT, and they don't know what to do with them on the main shows. And it's funny, as you started talking, I'm like, he's going to say misfit toys, and then you did. I did. (laughs) Did you see uh, Cameron Grimes, Travis? Yeah, I saw him. So he defeated some 80-pound guy, apparently. I don't know, some jobber. None of this is important. He's got this stepping stone invitational to the moon or some shit like that. I don't know. I can't understand half of what the guy says Um, with that thick-ass accent coming through his beard. What's important here is Ridge Holland comes down and just fucks him up. Just fucks him up. Ridge Holland, he was the big buff guy that beat up. Wait, did I see this? Probably not. I thought I saw Cameron Grimes. Do you know which one Cameron Grimes is? Yeah, the one that the only actual heel in NXT. Um, what? Did I, oh, I know why I thought that. They showed clips and shit from the match last week when O'Reilly won. And I saw him in that. That's why I thought I saw. Him. Okay, so okay. We're gonna mark that not good enough for who? Yeah, that was not good back enough. Back to it, even though we already did that. Did you see uh, Kushida? Not surprised there. Tony Nese is never good. Um, you might have also seen. Did you see Cameron Grimes backstage looking for William Regal? I might have. I don't think so. Did you see someone backstage that you were surprised to see that you haven't seen in a while? Oh, I know what you're talking. About. No. Son of a bitch, Travis. <laughs> Because I know what's going to happen, Katie. What's going to happen is we're going to get into Not Good Enough for Hulu, and I'm going to tell him, like, oh, yeah, I did see that. 
<laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Did you see Adam Cole? Yes, I am, though. So I have a theory that Adam Cole is definitely pulling an evolution Randy Orton on Kyle O'Reilly this yeah. weekend. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Adam Cole is not the happy, supportive, good friend that he plays himself out to be here. Um, this weird Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole baby face while Roderick Strong and Bobby Fischer still heels thing that they're doing. Something is going on there. But Adam Cole is very supportive of Kyle O'Reilly in his match. We know how much Adam Cole loves that NXT title. I don't see him being okay with anyone else in Undisputed Era having that belt or being the one to defeat Finn Balor for it. Um, he says they're the same Undisputed Era, and that tells me exactly what I'm saying is true. Uh, he also calls out Austin Theory because Austin Theory was talking some shit about Kyle O'Reilly, and then Austin Theory loses to Adam Cole because he's not as good as he thinks he is or RN thinks he is because RN just fucking loves – RN loves white boys. Like, Adam Cole, Austin yeah. Theory, like, mm-hmm. RN really – maybe that's why he fucks with us. Maybe he's got things for you. <laughs> does, that mean, white boys. does that mean Britt Baker also has a thing for you? Possibly. I mean, he is Britt Baker. He so is yes. Britt Baker. So, yeah, yeah. Do you know why we call him Britt Baker? No. Because he's always sucking Adam Cole's dick. Like, constantly talking about how amazing Adam Cole is. So, we coined him Britt Baker on the podcast. Uh, Makes sense. Okay. Did you see Caden Carter versus Ia Lee? Um, nope, because I don't even remember who Ia Lee is. Did you see uh, Finn Balor and Kyle sit down with HBK? Yes. This was weird. One, because if you're going to have a sit down with an old ass man like HBK, shouldn't they be wearing masks? I mean, there's no crowd. No, they all anymore. got tested already, so they, they good. They weren't at Full Sail. They were somewhere else. I don't know if they got tested or they were just meeting in someone's house. It was that dark room that Aleister Black lives in. Like, I don't know where they were. Neither do I. Maybe COVID does not exist in the black room that Aleister Black lives in. It is a void. It is a void beyond. It is an empty space where COVID doesn't exist and everyone is safe. And if that's the case, that's where we should hold all our shows. All of them. In Aleister Black's dark room. Put Um, Raw Underground and then maybe it'll be good. I mean, you've got two baby faces essentially in Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor going at it. So I'm as excited for it as I can be. I've never been big on the Kyle O'Reilly train, but I've also never seen a lot of Kyle O'Reilly's single work. Like, I think he's a great wrestler. I think the little bit of build that they've given this going into Sunday has been decent. And Lakers win. Okay, what are you saying? Not super hyped like I would be for Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, or... I am, um, can't you tell? Any of the other stuff that we have going on as far as big title pictures go. Can't you tell how exciting I think all Travis, this is? You always look like that. Are you drinking? Not anymore. I'm out. Oh, that's disappointing. You're so much more fun when you drink. Um, then we had a tag team match in the main event: Damian Priest and Io Shirai versus the Garganos. Yep, saw that. Garganos pick up the win, going into Sunday, where Candice LeRae will take on Io Shirai for the women's title, and Johnny Gargano will take on Damian Priest for the North American title. Are you going to even watch TakeOver? Probably not. You know we do a wrestling podcast, Travis. <laughs> I, I do know that. I know that 100%. Give me a reason to watch this shit, and I will. Well, you guys heard it. Travis does not think NXT has given them a reason to watch TakeOver. They have It's disappointing because the last TakeOver didn't feel like a TakeOver. 
and takeovers are normally the best shows of the year they're my favorite when it comes around also it's on sunday which is weird because they moved it to sunday and i don't know why they did that um not good enough for hulu nxt edition uh cameron grimes uh, like i said he defeated that guy who was supposedly 80 pounds and then another guy was coming out and rich holland jumped him uh it's a stepping stone invitational Holland ends up getting a match and is DQ'd for stomping out Grimes while holding the ropes. So apparently he did not break holding the ropes while mud stomping a hole through Cameron Grimes, and that got him DQ'd. And that is now a thing in WWE. This is not the first time we've seen it in, like, I, we, I think we just saw it last week when we were bitching about it. What was the other thing we saw at a time when somebody was on the apron and hit somebody in a tag match and they got DQ'd? Oh, that was oh, that was that fucking tag team match. Was that an AEW though? No, that was on Raw. Oh, it was uh, the fucking Retribution match. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kicked them from the apron, and they're like, "Oh, that's contact. You're not the legal." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> yeah. Since when is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. It's okay for for the guy inside the ring to hit the guy on the apron, though. They can do that. <laughs> but it's just, oh my god. Uh, we got Kushida cutting a promo on Velveteen Dream because they're going to have a match, and then Kushida just demolishes Tony Nese, another white boy that RN loves. Um, Grimes looks for Regal backstage, and while looking for Regal, runs into the one thing I was most excited about on NXT, the return of Dexter Loomis. No, I didn't see him. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I would be really disappointed if you had forgotten. Because Dexter Loomis is my shit, and I'm really, really excited for them to shove this creepy sensual nazi back into the storylines even kate said kate saw him and kate doesn't normally watch nxt now that i'm home she's watching it because i'm watching it she goes he looks like a nazi and i'm like he does but the thing is you gotta know dexter loomis to understand like he looks like one but he's not one like he's not the leader of the aryan brotherhood despite yeah. the way he looks He's actually a cool ass dude. He loves androgynous black men. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and then last but not least, if I can get my notes back open because they keep closing. Oh, uh, Caden Carter defeats Zia Lee. Um, Zia Lee is still a bad sport, not liking the fact. Like, she started off this match. They had a nice little opening spot. Spell they shook hands. They, huh? Spell her name. X-I-A. L-I. Two words. She's the one with the thighs, Travis. Hold on, let me go images here. Oh! Her. Yeah. Yeah, her. Okay. Why are you shaking? She has a tattoo on her thigh. That's how I have to help Travis distinguish her is she has a tattooed thigh. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's got a big tattoo on her thigh. Look. It has nothing to do with how thick she is. It's the tattoo on her thigh. Um, see the tattoo? Yep, see, it's there. It is. I'm not making that up. <laughs> I believe you. Um, no, but Zylee's still doing this bad sport thing. They've been kind of turning her heel. Um, yeah, that's not good enough for Hulu NXT edition. I'm assuming you're spitting again, Travis. Yep. Katie, you didn't watch. I don't know if RN hyped the show up a little more than I did. I feel like he made you want to watch it a little more than we did um oh, i don't know isn't isn't gargle an option can i do that? it is you, you can gargle undecidedly i'll do that okay uh 
I'm I'm swallowing because Shotzi got a win. And that's really all it takes for me at this point on NXT. Is you, you give Shotzi a win and I'm swallowing all day. Because Shotzi Blackheart is the best thing to happen in NXT. And her tank. That's right, RN. And her tank. <laughs> uh, SmackDown or AEW? Where are we going? Uh, let's do SmackDown. All right. So we kick this off with a segment where Paul Heyman is doing what Paul Heyman does best. He is giving Roman Reigns a verbal fellatio about how amazing he is and all the great things. And Roman Reigns just cuts him off. As I said earlier, biggest heel moment of the show, Roman Reigns didn't come out shirtless. He had a shirt on and the entire IWC went dry and upset. Um, that he didn't even really cut him off. He just, all he did is put his hand out. <laughs> and, like, and that was enough. And I'm like, why is this so good? <laughs> but Roman is mad that Jay didn't acknowledge him being the tribal chief. And this is where the say my name from earlier in the show comes in because that's all Roman wants. Say my name, Jay, say my name. When everyone is around you, call me the tribal chief. Say my name. Yeah, man. You're all acting kind of shady. Man. I thought that you were Jimmy. Why the sudden change? You better say my name. That's the thing, though. Like, I love this story because he basically tell him, like, yo, I got you, but fall in line, nigga. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? You had your shot. You lost. It is what it is. I love yeah. you. I love you more than your brother does. I love you more than your twin brother does. You want another match? Fine. You can have another match, but I'll tell you what, consequences are going to be a little more real this time. And then Jay, being the genius that he is, after taking an epic ass whooping in a regular match, says, yeah, I'll fight you at Hell in a Cell. I don't care what the consequences are. Because when a man beats you the way Roman Reigns beat Jay Uso, and then basically says, I was just playing with you, this time I won't be playing, the answer to do you want to fight me again? Should not be yes. <laughs> no, man. You you go and you find yourself another temporary tag team partner until your brother comes back. That's what you do after that shit. Especially <laughs> if this match is inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't, like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a good idea, bro. <laughs> and then... AJ Styles comes out with some of the most Southern racist bullshit I've seen on SmackDown in a while, talking about luau's and chicken bones and sacrificing goats and shit. And I'm like, really, really, AJ? We went there. The luau's over. It doesn't matter how many chicken bones you got around your neck. That's what we're doing on SmackDown. I was like, wait, why are they doing this? Why is he saying this? Just we, we still. Oh, he's still going. <laughs> Apparently, when the earth is flat, those things are okay. <laughs> you can just say shit like that on AJ, flat earth, and AJ. there's no issues. That's all right, because Jay That's whooped his so ass. so insane to me, too. This man has traveled the world. He's been to Japan. Like, he knows. Well, you know someone wrote that. Like, that wasn't AJ's. I guarantee you AJ Styles did not sit in the back and say, hey, I want to come out and call your meeting with Roman a luau. No, no, no. Talk I'm talking about, how... about the flat earth shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm past the dumb racist shit he said on SmackDown. Like, that's just... I've been to Georgia. So it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But So let me ask you a question. What part question. of traveling to Japan on plane or on boat would convince you 
that the earth is round, not flat. If you've traveled to Japan on several occasions, that means you have approached it from both the east and the west, most likely. That is not possible if the earth is flat. Okay, that is a fair assessment. Travis, I will give you that one. And if that is the case, AJ Styles is literally the dumbest person on SmackDown, and SmackDown has Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. I, I can't argue with you on Matt Riddle. Like, it's just... Bro. Anyway. Hashtag Ritter over Riddle. Hashtag Ritter over Riddle. So, AJ comes out. This is actually a damn good match. Like, And the fact that Jey Uso has now pinned a former WWE champion, top guy in TNA when TNA actually mattered, Little former Intercontinental Champion, back when we loved the X champion. Division, in AJ Styles. Like, that, that's a big win for a guy who a month ago was a tag team partner or, or a, a t- former tag team champion with no tag team partner. Like that's a big guy to go over. They need to keep building this momentum for Jay leading up to hell in a cell. Um, I'm, I'm all in on that, but yeah, no, they had a damn good match. He beat the racism right out of AJ. Um, maybe next time he beats him so hard that he realizes the earth is round, not flat. I'm telling you, man. You're doing a lot of laughing. You got – how did you feel about the match, Katie? I mean, it was good. I like that they're finally pushing – like, even if Jimmy's hurt, like, I like that they're pushing Jay as a singles guy. We're sure that it's Jimmy that's hurt. Yes, we're sure okay. that it's Jimmy. Well, because they get confusing because they, they say Jimmy and Jay, and then it's John and Jason, and then it's Joe. There's a lot of Jays in this situation. I can't keep them straight. Well, Joe is Roman. Mm-hmm. So that's one you don't have to worry about. Positive. I'm I am 100 positive okay. on that. Is Jay Jason or John? He's Jason. Jay's Jason. Jimmy's John. Yes. So Jimmy John's. <laughs> I was just about to say sub so fast you'll freak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do not look confident. No, 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 no. I'm thinking because it's John and Trinity Fatu, right? Yes. And Jimmy's married to Naomi. Yes. Who in real life is Trinity? Yes. Who in real life is married to John? Yes. Who in WWE is Jimmy? Yes. Jimmy Johns. <laughs> Jimmy Johns. Sub so fast you'll freak. Gotcha. Sub so fast you'll glow, Travis. Need to write that down. <laughs> all right. Next up on the uh, the card, since Travis actually gets to watch all of SmackDown, we got Sami Zayn throwing one of the Intercontinental titles in a trash can backstage. Is this disrespectful? Were they mad? Were the people mad? Not really, no. Oh. But the thing is, like, I don't – does he even know which belt was really his? Like, does he even know which belt he threw away? Yeah, they got the plates on him. But did he look at the plates before he threw it away? What if they put plates on both belts and then he had to fit – and then he, like, set them down and then picked them up? <laughs> He had to remember which belt's which. I don't know, man. I'm assuming he knows what belt he put on which shoulder. Because I, 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 I would think he wouldn't want to throw away his own belt. If they were going to go this route, and they probably weren't, but if they were going to go this route, why they didn't do, like, one intercontinental title is white and one's black or yellow or blue or some other color for the strap to distinguish between the two. So, like, when he threw one away, it felt like he was actually doing something. It just looked like he was holding tag team titles and dropped the tag team title in the trash. Like, that's yeah. basically what it felt like. Um, yeah. Also, 
the rest of SmackDown outside of Alexa Bliss was all just filler that I didn't care about. Yet somehow the opening segment and the it was opening so good. Match, it was so and, good. And even though I hate that he was on the fucking show, the Kevin Owens stuff was so good that it just overshadowed the fact that we had to watch the rest of this bullshit. So um, real quick, we got Otis defeating Morrison. Katie, do you care about Otis as your money in the bank holder? Hell no. Do you Gross. care about John Morrison since he's returned to WWE? No, which is sad. Do you care at all about the lawsuit or the issue between heavy machinery and the Miz and Morrison? Fuck no. Travis? No nope. questions. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we also had Seamus defeat Shorty G. Do you care about Gangs of New York, Ginger, Seamus, and the man that they just completely disrespect by, as someone said on Twitter, not only naming him Shorty G, but really playing up the gimmick and making his matches short to match his name? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that too. I brought it up. Oh, that's great! That's so good. That's good. We don't care about that, right? No. No. We care about the Lucha House Party possibly breaking up, joining with no. Matt Riddle, six man tag. No. 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 Especially not with Matt Riddle's involved. So. <laughs> okay. So Alexa is on the KO show. KO has questions because this is not the Alexa that he met in the PC. Years ago, she has definitely gone through a change. Alexa is basically on the verge of an orgasm talking about The Fiend. Like, I really thought she was going to have to stop and take a second to catch herself. I think she rubbed her thighs together a little bit. They also talk about Aleister Black a little bit, and Alexa steers the conversation back towards The Fiend, um, who she's been talking about the entire time. And then she says, let him in, and The Fiend shows up. That's what Kate said, Kate. Like, so here's my thing. Since we're since we're here, we're talking about it, and this is the Smack and Raw podcast, and this is what we do. So my wife's like, kayfabe wise, those two definitely had sex because she knows that Alexa Bliss is with Ryan Cabrera, and Bray Wyatt is raising two of Travis's children at this point, um, unknowingly, according to the Smack and Raw podcast host Travis Pointer, who said that he is the father of JoJo's children, unless lawyers ask and they want child support. <laughs> Exactly. In that case, I have no idea what they're talking about. I've never met her before in my life. My thing is, I'm <laughs> fairly certain Bray cheated on his first wife with JoJo. I think so. I don't know how comfortable I'd be if I was JoJo putting him in this situation with Alexa. Like, I don't. I think Alexa's fairly fa- faithful. I don't think Alexa would be an issue. I just knowing his history, I don't know how comfortable I'd be with my husband. Well, no, because, you know, he cheated to be with her. She was just that special that made him stray. It's not because he's just the kind of person that cheats. It's because she was so special that he couldn't help himself. See, now, Travis, as someone that I'm sure has said this to at least two, if not more girls yourself, you you can't prove that. be more convincing because I saw the look on Katie's face. She was not convinced by your story. Not at all. I know you. I'm not convinced. You need to be more convincing. You need to sell that shit. Ten years also, ago, you they being all single, it. you being well, <laughs> twenty-three year olds and thirty-three year olds are completely different mindsets. Oh, they certainly are. <laughs> thirty-three year olds don't have that uh, the luxury of your bullshit. They don't. They don't. So that's why I don't lie to them. Tell them up front. Anyway, what were you about to say? 
I'm not happy about the fucking Kevin Owens being here. I'm not happy that we've got a we're going to have a Kevin Owens to Fiend match, but I can't deny the fact that this segment was entertaining as shit. Also, uh, the Fiend putting his hand out and Alexa taking his hand at the end of the mat or at the end of the segment in the red light. I'm someone else tweeted out, Travis, you're not familiar with this, Katie. I don't know if you are. Do you remember Alexa's original character in NXT? Uh, like the glitter bliss sparkle bullshit? Yes. Someone posted a picture of that and said, can we please get this version of Alexa Bliss on the Firefly Funhouse? And that sounds really fun. That'd be, that'd be smart. That'd be really fun to have. That'd be cool. Her I mean, he did. Disney princess aspect of her. And it will play into what KO was saying about, you know, the happy, you know, lively person that he met when she first arrived in NXT. And it would match the Fiend Bray Wyatt's happy yet maniacal Firefly Funhouse character. So I'm really looking forward to I'm this. I hate, that, I hate that they had to use Kevin Owens to get here because brands, but <laughs> it was entertaining as shit. I, I, can't so, I can't deny it. Would you rather it be Miss TV? Could have done Miss TV. Where the fuck's he at? He wasn't even out there to help John Morrison this week. What was he yeah, at this lawyer? Him too. <laughs> Everyone's got fucking half half the rosters got COVID. All of Raw Underground, all of Retribution, all the Tennessee Titans, all the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> the Miz. Um, did that? Did that? Did that? Six man tag. Fucking oh, I was fucking right. It was Carmella. Right. It was Carmella. That's what I've been saying too. She's been well, saying it you too. You were here on the podcast to say it. <laughs> okay. I've been saying so, it on my podcast. I never heard it. was Carmella. Um, she was very suggestive at the end of this promo where she says, I'm untouchable unless I want to be. Mm-hmm. Apparently, my wife heard me yelling that <laughs> I was right, and she called me a liar. I don't know why, because Travis was here on the podcast. I was. Oh, she said she called. I didn't. I didn't say you didn't say it was her. I just said I did too. Anyway. Wait, just just now she called you a liar? Yeah, she's texting oh. me as I'm doing the podcast. Like, <laughs> liar. Yeah, I hear you. I called that shit. Oh. I did too. I said it on the podcast. There's gotcha. audio. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's video too. So, anyway. And no surprise appearances in this video. No, no. Uh, you home alone? I am. Just me and the dog. Macaulay Culkin in it tonight? Well, he didn't have a dog, but yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it was Carmella. Not surprised. I'm curious. This, this seems a lot like the Emelina thing they did, so I hope it doesn't flop as bad as that did because that was fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do better for her. I'd, I'd like to see heel Carmella come back with that attitude and that sass. Um, it was interesting that she said, like, all the stuff she was doing before got her nowhere. I'm like, I actually got you a women's championship, so, I mean. Yeah, I got you a women's championship. <laughs> two women's championships, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fucking yeah. around with idiots like R-Truth and uh, what was the other uh, goofy-looking blonde guy that somehow got a WWE contract that won her the first money in the bank? Yeah. James Ellsworth. Yeah, that Ellsworth. Yeah, that fuck him. Fuck. That could be fuck. <laughs> yeah. Her being around Odd Dudes seems to benefit her greatly, which is probably why she hooked up with Corey Graves. He's an odd one. Uh, 
now that my wife threw me off. Uh, then we had the Sasha promo where she ripped off her neck brace and then did the obligatory bitch yeah. at the end, all aggressive. As that's that's, that's their go-to if they want to make the crowd or the, like, the people at home go, ooh. But see, the thing is, it <laughs> happens so often now that I don't even pop for it anymore. Like, I, used to, I used to fall right into that trap and be like, oh, she said bitch. But now it's just like, oh, she did the obligatory bitch. It's a thing now. You need to find something new because it's a thing now. Um, are we going to get Sasha Bailey? Well, we're getting it next week, but I don't think there's going to be a definitive finish next week. Nah, we're getting him in Hell in a Cell. Off to Hell in a Cell. Would you guys rather see Roman Reigns, Jay Uso in Hell in a Cell main event or Sasha Bailey for the women's title main event Hell in a Cell? Uh, Roman J. That's the hotter. It's hotter right now, and that's what they're probably going to go with, and it would make sense. It's unfortunate that this is when Sasha versus Bailey is happening. Because <laughs> any other any other time, they'd be the main event. Well, I told you they cock teased me with this for like six years. Like, yeah, they just kept waving at my face and then taking it away every time <laughs> I opened my mouth. They're like, "Nope, you can't have it." I think Sasha came back too soon. Like, you could have dragged this out. I agree. At least until the Royal Rumble, have her win, have her face Bailey at Mania or whatever the fuck. But no, she, they brought her back too soon. There's a fucking draft next week. You're telling me that you can't draft people over to Raw or over to SmackDown and give Bailey something to do until the Royal Rumble? You can randomly move people over to Raw, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they traded him for draft picks, but still. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You've got draft picks. SmackDown, you've got a lot. Yeah. Draft the entire women's roster <laughs> and then just let her run through it. Yeah, yeah. Leave Asuka, Mandy, and Dana over there because I swear to God, if either Mandy or Dana go back to SmackDown <laughs> after this bullshit, I'm going to have a shit. Fit. I'm going to go on a reek rant. Like, <sighs> oh, oh that would be so great. You know how happy that would make me. Like, <laughs> I do, and it's going to fucking happen. One it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and I'm going to just because they're going to they realize that Otis is nothing without Mandy now. Like, exactly. Because they're, they're not pushing back. Otis. And Tucker, as a like when they first showed up on the main roster, they were kind of over as a tag they team. Were. They were entertaining. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, let's push them for the tag team titles. And they never did. Then they did the Otis Manny thing. It's like, oh, this Otis guy is really cool. And then give him the money in the bank. And then they did. And then they went with the weird Sonya Mandy storyline that was kind of entertaining, but took away from the Otis storyline, even though it was part of it. And then that went away. And then they said, no, Mandy, go to Raw. And now no one gives a shit about Otis anymore. Yeah, yeah. So either push him as a tag team wrestler, or let us yeah. cheer for the non-attractive guy with the extremely attractive woman that he probably shouldn't have her, but he somehow got her because mm-hmm. you know it happens. I <laughs> I got a beautiful wife, and look at me. Like, hopefully, she listens to this and then says thank you. I'm still, you know, Kate. You know, signal me if there's something wrong. You know. She's stuck now. She had that kid. She ain't going anywhere for at least <laughs> years. Um, our main event, Sammy versus Jeff Hardy. Wink twice if you're not okay. What? We had to do Sammy versus Jeff Hardy again, I guess. There's did, no, did we have to? Did we no really? longer do we have obligatory. Yeah, there is no rematch clause. There is no rematch clause anymore. So they took it I don't away. know why I needed to see Jeff Hardy in my main event. Though I will say, watching his dumb ass smash his face on a turnbuckle that he knew was exposed did bring me a little bit of joy because he is hardly entertaining, hardly intelligent, hardly talented, 
Jeff Hardley, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, when things, get, when things get exposed, you can get smacked in the face. It happens. It, it can. <clears throat> we know that for a fact. All right. Raw, or sorry, SmackDown. Spit or swallow. Katie? Um, I'm going to spit. You're spitting SmackDown? Yeah. Yeah. Roman oh, and Jay. It's Alexa. No, no, it's too no, late. No. She already said it. She said what she said. Listen, you stick to your guns. <laughs> I, I don't support you in any way, shape, or form in this decision. But That's fine. That's I accept fine. it. You spit SmackDown. As I like to say around here, you are allowed to be wrong. Um, I will swallow SmackDown 100%. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I have more reason to swallow SmackDown than I did NXT. So if I swallowed NXT for Shotzi, I'm definitely <laughs> swallowing The Fiend and Alexa, Roman and Jay, that AJ Styles versus Jey Uso match. Please give us this fucking Roman versus Rock match at many. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, I want that so bad. But anyway. All right, Travis, you did not watch AEW this week. I sure didn't watch All that right, trash. So Katie, I'm going to talk to you now because this is All where right. we're at. Uh, we had an opening match: Darby versus Starks. Um, Willie, <laughs> Willie Hobbs and Cage come out and brawl during the match. They brawl to the back. You loved this match, right? Like this was your favorite match. This was your match of the night, correct? Yes. Why? I. This was the only one that wasn't a tag team match. No, actually, no, 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 no. There was one tag team match. There was one. Really? Don't pull, don't pull that shit. No. You mean don't pull admit. that shit? Like, like every other match, every other week wasn't a tag match. Come on now. Because they have the best tag division. Prove me wrong. Where's WWE's tag division? Injured. We're gone. That doesn't I mean, mean that's all you do. That's not that all they do. That also doesn't mean that you have to put everyone in your tag division. Like, you don't need to put Jericho and Hager in your tag division. That I still am not happy about. But that's besides the point. That's Jericho wanting to be in everything. So, Darby Starks, what did you love about this match? Omega they're, and Adam Page. They're not a tag team anymore. Anymore. Oh. As of, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> can I talk? Yeah, you can talk. Go ahead. Man. I'm used to Kevin interrupting me, not you two. I'm trying to let you talk. I know. You are. Thank you. Darby Starks, what you got? Their chemistry. What I was saying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I literally you feel like I'm dealing with Kevin. Right I can't. That. You walked right into that. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, their chemistry, the fact that there was no, like, outside bullshit. I mean, Cage came out, but, like, Hobbs immediately was like, no, nah, fuck this. We're done. It. They just have good chemistry together, and I like that they're starting to build both of them, like, just the two of them. Like, let them fight all the time at this point. You really want to just see them repeatedly have matches over and over and over again? I I want to see it at least one more time. Okay. But at like least a, once. A big match. You don't want yeah. them fighting every week and then having a pay-per-view match where you've seen everything. Yeah, I want like because this was the first time I think it was just the two of them. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. So give me them at full gear in some way, shape, or form. Make it like a hardcore street fight type bullshit match. Yeah, because that's what Darby Allen's good at. Exactly. So, 
Um, then we had the Cody promo that Kyle thought was too long, but Kyle can't go more than five minutes without needing a nap. So um, Cody declines the match against Brody Lee originally and then comes back in the ring and says he actually accepts the match, the dog collar match. Brody Lee comes out. There's a huge brawl with the Dark Order and the Rhodes family and all these people. At some point, Brandy comes down and starts attacking Anna Jay, and they're brawling. Then there's some woman, redhead, that was out there trying to break things up that Nia just blasted for no reason because, hey, fuck it. Like, is that some random redhead? So there was a redheaded woman in the crowd that I'm not familiar with, unless it was, I don't think it was Vita Scott. No, I think her name, her name's like Kylan King or something like that. She's mainly on dark. That's why I don't know her. Cause I don't have time to watch dark. Understandable. I mean, I do, if they made dynamite interesting enough to watch dark for me, but they haven't really gotten me to the point where I'm like, I need more AEW in my life. I enjoy what I see, but I don't need more. If there was an NXT dark, I'd watch that. That's why I watch NXT UK, because that's basically British NXT. It's fantastic. Anyway, so she hops over the barricade, and she's breaking up this brawl between Anna Jay and Brandy, along with some other people, and they, like, get to the other barricade where the heels are, and Nyla Rose just, like, reaches over the barricade and blasts this chick for no reason. Like, I mean, maybe there's a dark reason, or a being the elite reason, or one of the other thousand youtube shows that they have that they tell stories on that i don't watch so i don't know what the fuck's going on that is my biggest argument katie is if you're going to play out stories on youtube mm-hmm. at least give me a recap or some kind of video package or something of what you're doing on youtube on dynamite so i know because not everyone's gonna go watch being the elite and go watch dark and watch dynamite and watch you know all this shit that they have going on like it's too many places to go and watch content where you've got stuff going on so when you have it on dynamite which is your network show mm-hmm. put that stuff on dynamite so people who don't go watch everywhere else kind of know what's going on or who some of these people are no that makes sense i mean i agree with you like a lot of these people who end up in squash matches basically on dynamite are from dark and i don't know who a lot of them are because i don't watch dark and you love AEW. You love it enough to buy a t-shirt. You gave them your money. I did. And you don't go watch that. Still won't watch this shit. <laughs> I watched a lot in the beginning, and then I just forgot. I just kept forgetting about it. That's true. Um, then we have an FTR interview, which mainly is just... Exi- so this was weird to me, because the Bucks... Quotations, <laughs> the Bucks, because it was Matt Jackson and a leg... Mm-hmm. Super kick Tony Schiavone. Yep. Basically, say that they had already paid the fine ahead of time. So they, they planned on super kicking Tony. And I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck Tony ever did. So <laughs> when the young books get fined, do they just like deduct it from their own pay? Probably. Because like they probably got a tab. Like put it on my tab. Basically, at this <laughs> point. Um, but then. I mean, like, but don't they like partially own the shit? I mean, they're EVPs, so yeah, kind they're of, EVPs, yeah. so kind of. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you find them? You pay Tony, which they did last week. Um, my thing is the Bucks super kick Tony, and then FTR is like, "Hey, we're right here. What about us?" If FTR are the heels, 
I feel like they're supposed to be, but they're not really, but they are, but the Bucks are also the heels. Like it's a very confusing menagerie of are the Bucks good guys or bad guys? Are FTR good guys or bad guys? Because why do FTR give two shits about Tony Schiavone? Why are they like, hey, why don't you, why would you even say, hey, we're right here. Why don't you super kick us? Like that is a baby face move to put yourself in some kind of danger or ask to be kicked in the face. Were yeah. they drinking? Not at that yeah. point. Oh, well, then I don't know then. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks aren't full heel yet. So, like, that could be an excuse. Super kicking Tony Schiavone in the face. A legend in this industry. Legendary announcer who will never be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame because he refuses to accept it. Tony Schiavone being super kicked and breaking his phone do not warrant a full heel turn. Not in AEW's eyes. No, they paid for his phone though. If they were full, yeah, heels, Matt gave though. him. Matt gave him if they, money. If they were full heels, they wouldn't have paid for the phone. <laughs> uh, we also had an SCU interview before this FTR SCU match, where after the interview, as they're walking to the ring, they come across Sean Spears, who is just hanging out creepily by the curtains, and tells them good luck. Sean Spears has kind of been cast aside as far as uh, his relationship with the legendary Tully Blanchard for FTR. We haven't, I mean, unless it's on dark, I haven't seen those two together. I, I think it's, I think it's a dark thing. Um, Cause I think he, I think he had a match last week. I don't know, but he's like Tully and FTR is way above Tully and Sean. Sean was his first guy. He gave him a black glove and everything. Like he, he did. I like that. That's messed um, up. I'm really disappointed that we're not getting Adam Page with FTR because that's the team I wanted. I don't want to see Kenny Omega. I know everyone that watched New Japan Pro Wrestling is like, oh, Kenny Omega the cleaner. We want Kenny Omega the cleaner. I don't want heel Kenny because fuck Kenny Omega. I want heel Adam Page. And I want heel Adam Page beating the shit out of Kenny Omega, making Kenny Omega a sympathetic baby face that maybe one day when he stops making stupid facials and throwing his hands around like an idiot, I can possibly get behind and care about. But until then, I just want to enjoy heel Adam Page and his tag team partners, FTR, beating the dog shit out of Kenny Omega week after week. And the young Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus FTR and Adam Page makes fucking sense. I I am not disagreeing with you in any way, shape, or form. That's what I thought for the longest time. Babyface Kenny Omega and Bucks versus heel Adam Page and FTR. Way better scenario than babyface Adam Page and FTR versus heel Bucks and Kenny Omega. Yeah, but I don't think... FTR is not babyface. They're... I don't know. They're tweeners at this point. Because, like, the promo backstage... They're acting babyface, but their match, they're clearly heel. So, like, to the dark side. AEW. <laughs> they, they need to get some shit straight. They really do. Um, they they need to figure out where they're going. So, then we got FTR defeating SCU. Adam Page is on commentary. Scorpio Sky's foot was on the ropes, and the ref still counted the one, two, three. Uh, Tully was supposed to be holding both feet Racist down. Bastard. He only held one foot down. Scorpio Sky's other foot got on the ropes. I don't know if that's going to be something going forward or if we're just going to pretend that didn't happen, but I saw it. 
and I'm not going to let it slide because I've been harping on them for getting their shit straight as far as rules go. What was interesting was after this, they announced the eight-man tournament, winner being the number one contender for the AEW championship, and they told Adam Page that Kenny Omega was in this singles tournament, and Adam Page, despite the fact that Kenny has said repeatedly, we are no longer a tag team, I am not teaming up with you, really seemed like that hurt his feelings. I think it's more so the fact that, I mean, yeah, Paige has had two singles matches in consecutive weeks and has won both. Kenny hasn't done a damn singles thing, and it was his idea. What? But he's an EVP. Well, yeah. That's also everyone's like, oh, they're EVPs. They didn't make themselves champion. Well, yeah, obviously they didn't. See, that stuff doesn't bother me. I wouldn't have cared if they had made themselves champions because yeah. they were the biggest names. That's why they were EVPs. They started the company. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have bothered me just to get them out there. It doesn't bother me that they didn't. Yeah. I'm surprised, actually, that they didn't. So um, but my thing is, if we're going with Kenny Omega, is you know he created this tournament, and he's putting himself in this tournament. We've seen how poorly he's booked the women's division. Do we really want to book in the men's? Now, I don't think they said this was Kenny. I think they said this was Tony. Okay. On commentary. I think they said, Tony said there's this eight-man tournament. I could be wrong. I don't know. Tournaments are boring anyway. I mean, if we're going to get, which my prediction is, it's going to be Kenny and Hangman in the finals because it makes the most sense because Hangman's going to get himself in this tournament somehow. Unless he's not in the tournament and he screws Kenny out of the tournament and goes heel on Kenny and then joins FTR, and they do the right <laughs> fucking thing. Um, I mean, there's eight men. They've only announced three. So it's very easy to assume Hangman's going to be in it. Jericho defeats Isaiah Cassidy. We have another brawl. For whatever reason, Luther and Serpentico are now featured on Dynamite. Of Ooh. all the talent, yep. this Ooh. is where we're going to – Exactly. Ooh. So Hager and Jericho – are escaping and Luther and Serpentico. You actually, I, I don't know if you like Serpentico or not. He kind of looks like a really skinny version of Cobra Commander <laughs> with his mask. It is funny because Cobra Commander is already skinny. Yeah, he's super skinny. <laughs> um, do you remember a few weeks ago when Sammy Guevara returned to Dynamite and he was under that mask? He was dressed up like a luchador and he took the mask off and it's like, oh, it was Sammy. Was that the week I didn't watch? I don't know, Travis. You didn't watch this week either. I can't keep track of what you did or didn't watch. I'm just asking you if you remember what I'm talking about. I don't, but okay, that doesn't mean I, that doesn't mean I didn't watch it though. Sammy dressed up as Serpentico, so I was gonna be like, "That's who it's that all is. very. That's, it's, it's just all very forgettable." That's my point. Like, it's just. I don't need Jericho and Hager in this tag team division. Um, I agree. They I'm, the inner circle already has a tag team. There was no point in putting Hager and Jericho together. None. I will say when we get to the, I know you hate him, and I don't know how you hate him because he's fantastic. But when we get to the MJF stuff, God damn it, um, Jake Hager and his boxer briefs need to go somewhere. Then we have this weird segment with Miro where he's depressed because it's COVID and he wants to throw <laughs> a rum springer. I don't know. No, are you familiar with rum springer, Travis? Negative. So rum springer, if I'm, it's the. Uh, it's that Amish holiday where they go and go crazy, I believe. 
I've no no, idea. like they turn a certain age and they get to go out in the world and do all the sex and drugs and everything they want to see if they want to live a life of sin or if they want to go back to living modest lives as Amish people. And actually, a lot of them come back. I believe that's what Rumspring is. I find that very hard to believe. I know you do. Um, <laughs> so anyway, he wants to do this Rumspring bachelor party, and he's disappointed he can't. And then there's some dude. I don't know who this dude is, but he looks like Satan. Like he looks like if you were to cast Satan and put him in a movie to sell your soul to this guy, that's what this guy looked like. So Satan says, Hey, I know some people that we can get crazy during the pandemic. And Rusev's like, I'm down. I already sold my soul for Lana. I'll sell it to you too. Yeah. Basically. Um, that investment turned bad. You know, what are you saying? Orange Cassidy defeats 10 from the dark order. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there there was a nice spot in there where Ted like put Orange Cassidy's hands in his pocket for him. <laughs> oh man. All right, so MJF goes to the inner circle. We talked about how MJF was talking about joining a faction, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to the inner circle's locker room. They're like, What do you want? And he goes, Hey, I got jackets. He has jackets for everyone in the inner circle but Sammy Guevara. Swears to God he had a Sammy jacket. And it was Wardlow's fault that it wasn't there. He didn't mean any disrespect. But we do the Jericho MJF back and forth where Jericho says, you know, I asked you a question a while ago. Do you want to join the inner circle? And MJF's like, I asked you a question. Do you want me to join the inner circle? And they go back and forth. And then at the end, when MJF leaves, Sammy goes, that guy's a loser. And Jericho goes, wait, wait, wait. Maybe he's not. I don't know. I enjoyed the shit out of this. It's not that I... Listen, I mainly hate MJF because Kevin is sucking MJF's dick constantly. And I've called him out on it multiple times. I wish MJF had a wife in wrestling so we could rebrand Kevin. Uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like, like we call RM Britt Baker. We could rebrand Kevin as whoever MJF has had sex with at some point. <laughs> I'm sure it's a small list. Okay. Anyway. Hopefully. Groupie number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin. Groupie number two. Works for me. But I just don't know how to feel about MJF. Like I said on Wednesday, hell of, like he's fantastic at promos. I give him nothing but praise for his promos. His in-ring work, also very good. And yes, he does his job. I hate him because he's a heel. I would rather... Like, just enough with, like, the teasing of Jericho and MJF. Just give me Jericho versus MJF. Okay. You know? I don't know if I want to see that yet because they're both still heels. There's not really a defined line there. I was more interested in Wardlow possibly breaking up with MJF and turning on him and doing the Triple H Batista thing. And they kind of moved away from that. Um, Yeah. We had Britt Baker defeat Red Velvet. This is actually the best Britt Baker has ever looked in ring on an AEW show. Did Red Velvet come to the ring with a cake? No. No. I mean, she had cakes, but not in her <laughs> That's disappointing. She could have put cake on her cakes. Um, no, this is the be- breast. Uh, breast. Wow. See, now look where, you got me. <laughs> look where I'm at now. This is the best Britt Baker has looked in ring so far. 
Um, she hits the curb stop, kind of. It was more of like a sidekick to the head. Yeah. Uh, then she throws a lockjaw. I don't understand why Rebel is her friend because she just treats Rebel like trash. Rebel hated her at first. I don't know how they became friends or why Rebel supports her. I don't know. But props to Britt because I was actually impressed by her performance in this match. It is the best I've seen her look. And I don't know if that's props to Britt or props more to Red Velvet for making Britt look good. I mean, this is also the first time Britt has actually wrestled besides that stupid cinematic match in like four months. Yeah, but everything she's done on Dynamite or on pay-per-views has been trash. I, the fact that she was the face of the women's division, the first signee, and I saw her in-ring work, I was like, she is not good. She does not have good timing. I understand why NXT picked Chelsea Green instead of her, and I don't even like Chelsea Green. Like, she's okay, but she was far better than Britt Baker. Well, Britt's better now, so. Yeah, no, uh, like I said, props to her. Hopefully this isn't just a one-off like Penelope Ford versus uh, Hikaru Shida because Penelope Ford reverted back to trash after that match. Um, then we had Eddie Kingston come out basically saying he didn't tap last week, and then he blames the ref, and he harasses the ref, and John Moxley comes out. Then we find out that Eddie Kingston picked the butcher to be Moxley's opponent. You have Ray Phoenix and Pentagon – and a slew of guys backstage, and you picked the butcher to face John Moxley in the main event of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. This was the main not, event, huh? Not that it was a bad yeah. match. Like the butcher actually took it to Moxley. I could see the butcher being an imposing figure if booked properly in a singles run. It's just Botcher and Bland have been so ruined up to this point. <laughs> I actually fast-forwarded through parts of this match because I was ready for it to be done because I knew that John Moxley was going to win, and I just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I said it on Wednesday. It Something seemed off about this match. I don't know what it was. I mean, Butcher, like, did surprisingly well. And like you said, like, he had so many other people to pick. I was betting on Penta being the one to face Moxley because I think they faced off in New Japan, maybe. Well, I don't know. People... It was either AEW New Japan or WWE, and I have not seen that match, so I'm going to go with New Japan. That's that's my guess. Sure as fuck wasn't WWE. Yeah, I think it was like last year, or like two years ago. No, it had it been last year? They like faced off in New Japan, and everyone was like really excited to see that match again. So I thought it was going to be Penta, and we got Butcher, which is eh. Like I said, I don't know. The match didn't. Mox hasn't done it for me as champ. I don't, I don't know if we blame COVID or what, but this Moxley run as champ is not the big deal that I thought John Moxley was going to be once he left and joined this company. I'm I mean, not blown away. I was at first, but now I don't know. Like, and I don't think... Archer's going to take it off of them at their anniversary show. It'd be so, better if he did. I was going to say, why do it on the anniversary show? Just do it on full gear. It's like two weeks after. What was it that uh, Jake the Snake said that made you uncomfortable? A lot of things. I don't. You'd have to be way more specific. Something about getting wet? 
wasn't there something oh, about getting wet? Fuck. I don't know. There was something that I was listening to your show and Jake said, and it just, it did not do it for you. You were not that, happy. No. Listen, Jake's creepy. I'm sorry. He is, I've met Jake the Snake at a convention. <laughs> and when I met him at the convention and I was waiting in line to get an autograph, he was looking at all the convention girls walking around and like not engaging with the people, just talking about how hot these girls were and their cosplay outfits and everything. Like completely just... That's all he cared about. He is, in real life, a creepy old man. I don't like it. So anything he says, I don't like. <laughs> he said something about getting wet, something about, like, I don't, I don't even know what all he said. I block it out because it's traumatizing. Well, I'm trying to bring back past trauma. This is the PTSD segment of the Spanger Out podcast. No, you already brought up PTSD when you talked about Kyle leaving me alone. Travis did that. I didn't do that. That was Travis. This is my turn. Well, um, AW <laughs> Spitter Swallow. Are you asking me? Yeah, you. Um, I'll spit it. <laughs> so you spit everything raw? No, no. She gargled undecidedly on NXT. I oh, believe. you're right. You're yeah. Right. I did. You spit raw, you spit smack, then you spit it. No, I, I. Yeah. Did I? Yep. You did. I honestly don't remember. So this will be interesting. Travis, obviously, I'm guessing Butcher versus Mox main eventing. You're spitting AEW. You didn't even watch it. Well, you know, in most cases, there is a certain thing that is necessary for me to swallow AEW, and that certain something was not there. So. There wasn't a luchador dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> And if you don't have your luchador dinosaur, Travis isn't happy. I'm spitting AW as well. Like it wasn't terrible, but I just, especially with them. I'm glad I missed it. Now I wanted. I I could have used a little more. Hopefully, the anniversary show is a little better. We'll see. Um, Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of it's because like that whole Cody stuff, like the constant back and forth. Like that took ten minutes, and I was kind of just like, why does he keep coming back out? I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this super easy. Raise your hand if SmackDown was the best show of the week. I, I even, guess. Even though you spit it? Cause yeah. What, since you spit everything except for NXT and you gargled undecidedly, what was your favorite show of the week? What show did you like the best this week? Well, I didn't even watch NXT. Right. She gargled it from what we told her. So. And from what I mean, it, it's, it seems like it'll be good. I just haven't had time okay. to watch it. So eliminate that one then since you haven't seen it. What was, what was the best one you saw this week? Guess SmackDown, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, and then like, you spit it. It only had like two good. Raw was garbage, in my opinion. But Raw like, had nothing. Yeah, there was nothing on Raw. That, we, so we're SmackDown had like two good things about it. Mm-hmm. Two very good things about it. It's two like amazing I said things. in my tweet and Kyle. Even I may or may not have been around for that opening segment. Your SmackDown podcast, Kyle <laughs> quoted me. I was in the chat before we came on here saying that somehow they took a bunch of filler yep. and sprinkled in a little bit of good and makes it the best show of the week somehow. And it was the best show of the week. So SmackDown is the official best show of the week. Katie, will you please let everyone know about your podcast, where they can find you on Twitter, why uh, they should listen to your shows and not Kyle's or <laughs> uh, Vince's. Um, Fuck so, 
Fuck Kevin, yeah. Um, you can find me um, on the SmackRaw podcast. That's uh, youtube.com slash SmackRaw podcast. Hit up our Patreon, patreon.com slash SmackRaw podcast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Katie Raslin with a W13. Um, watch AEW NXT super shows because I host them and no one else does. And fuck Kevin. Travis, anything that we need to talk about? Plug coming up? Um, it's October, so create your conversation. Be the next couple of weeks. I don't know. I'll figure it out. All right. Ooh. At some point, that show that Travis does not let me on the creation conversation, even <laughs> though it is October, it is the month of horror movies, and I am the only horror movie expert on the creation. You're right. Panel. We probably have a special guest this month. It won't be you. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that. That'll be coming soon. Obviously, as always, you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Creation World. That is at T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Creation World. That'll get you everything Creation World, whether it's Super Flashy Arrow, hashtag Them Thrones. If you're re-watching Them Thrones and you need a little companion, the Smackin' Raw podcast, The Creation Conversation, eventually Dungeons After Dark, if Travis ever figures his shit out. Um, that's on me. It's, it's, that's 100% on me, so I won't even like act like it's not. That's me. Yeah. It's, it's my um, fault. So. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter and on Twitter only at Matt Ritter. That is at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R. Travis on Twitter and Instagram at Sir Cusselot. That is at S-I-R underscore C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. You guys can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash groups slash Smackin' It Raw, where we do chats during every show that have lately been kind of dead. So go over there, get in the chats, make them fun again, because pay-per-views are normally popping, but weekly shows, kind of dead. We could use some interaction over there. I mean, it may have something to do with the fact that the weekly shows haven't been that good. Except for SmackDown. Except SmackDown. I try to get SmackDown going. <laughs> um, actually, NXT was the, the best one we had this week, I think. And uh, uh, Raw wasn't bad. But uh, you guys can check us out there. There will be no more Super Flash Year of tomorrow until next week or next year, right? Yeah, January when the shows come back. All right. So. Because I'm not doing Swamp Thing. What about that uh, uh, Doom Patrol idea that I threw out your way? I'll think about it. We're coming into a, you know, it's, it's annual enrollment period. And if you sell Medicare, you know, it's busy as fuck. So I'll see what I can do. But yeah. Okay. Not going out of my way to do that if I don't have to. <laughs> For Sir Cusselot Travis Pointer and Katie, Katie, Vic, Bay, Bay. I am the Warden Mad Ritter. We are smacking it raw, and we are the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. Peace. You going to say bye? Uh, oh, yeah. Bye. bye. <laughs>